Hey, you're listening to In Doubt. This week we talk with executive editor of Desiring God, David Mathis, on what it means and looks to be a PERMA student. What we let in our ears and the words that come into our souls through our eyes, what we're reading, they affect our souls. The first thought is, you know, are you hearing God's voice in His Word? But then, and are there complementary voices? Are there voices in your stream that are pointing you to God? Hey, welcome to In Doubt. My name is Isaac, your host. Really excited for this week's conversation. I have the great privilege of chatting with David Mathis. He's the executive editor of Desiring God. Now, personally, Desiring God, which is known for John Piper's teachings, has been a huge help in my faith. So it's exciting to be able to talk with one of the guys serving at that ministry. Now, our conversation is sort of a life of its own, but the undergirding purpose is to help us as Christians know the importance of being lifelong learners. Now, not in the sense of always being in school, but always being filled with God's word and also what culture is telling us. Anyways, let's jump into the conversation with David Mathis. Well, it's great to have David Mathis with us on the show today. David is executive editor of Desiring God, pastor of Cities Church in Minneapolis, and adjunct professor for Bethlehem College and Seminary, and also the author of Habits of Grace, um, I'm not sure if you have any more free time, uh, but anyways, thank you for uh, being here with us today, David. Well, the most important thing, other than being a follower of Jesus Christ, is being a husband yes. to Megan and then a father of four. Wow. Um, Meg is about 35 weeks pregnant right now as we do this interview. No uh, way. We're, we're due here coming up. I have twin boys that are six years old. Yeah. They'll be seven, God willing, this summer, Carson <laughs> and Coleman. And we have a two-year-old daughter named Gloria. Awesome. Wow. So you definitely don't have any kind of free time then, I, I presume. <laughs> a little bit here and there. But I do. I, I love spending as much of my quote-unquote free time as possible uh, with my family. They are a great delight for me. Oh, that's so good. And I, I'm learning that too. I'm, I'm just over a year now married uh, mm. to, to my best friend. And honestly, I almost feel a little bit bad to my to my other friends, uh, just because I would love just to be able to hang every single day with my wife. So mm. um, good. yeah, I, I guess you could say it's good. Uh, I need to block out some time for my friends as well, because I need that yeah. at the same that's time. Right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, apart from family, do you have any hobbies, anything like that, that you can sort of put a little personality to you as well? Like what do you enjoy to, uh, to think about or do and so on and so forth yeah good question so i am a sports fan i okay uh there's virtue and vice in that um i for my whole life i longed for the clemson tigers to win the college football championship which they they just did a couple months ago oh really and uh, so uh in terms of being a sports fan which is such a small thing i can die happy now that the tigers (laughs) won the national championship uh, I'm a Minnesota Twins baseball fan. I do love baseball. Played a lot of baseball growing up. My okay. six-year-old boys love baseball. We just do baseball all the way that during awesome. the spring and, and the summer. And uh, in Minneapolis, we live on the the public transit rail. It's called the light rail. Okay. We live on a, we live on a stop. Okay. And so we can just jump on the train and goes right to Target Field where the Minnesota Twins play. And so oh, we love awesome. spending time in the summer going to Twins games in beautiful stadium in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, you know, went in Rome, so I've tried to become a, a Vikings fan okay, uh, as yeah. well. I do love to run. Okay. I try to get in at least uh, three runs a week. I really uh, enjoy that. It helps me. I think it helps my mind just hmm. stay clear. Yeah. I think I, I sleep better at night when I'm running. I have, I feel like I have significantly more energy 
uh, during the day uh, when I'm running. And as I've gotten older, I can feel the effect of the endorphins much more than mm. when I was a, a young man. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I, I really appreciate that God-given uh, boost in happiness, joy, accomplishment, whatever it would be. Sure. You would, would parse that out. Yeah. Uh, I do That's enjoy great. running. Um, are you now a podcast listener or a music listener when you're running? I know people have different, uh, they're kind of on either side. You know, just about always it's it's spoken word. Yeah. And it, it, my default is more towards sermons and audiobooks, hmm. though I do love listening to podcasts as well. If anybody out there is listening to this while they're exercising right now, <laughs> I salute you. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. May God give you the, the grace of, of some endorphins and, and learning the... Uh, the dynamics of uh, perseverance physically and making spiritual applications. There you go. Uh, there you go. I, I tried, David, it's funny you say that because I tried to get into running because apparently when I was in, I don't know, when I was in high school or something like that, um, I went to the doctors and we did some tests and the doctor, because I had a really uh, slow heart rate and he said that mm. that's a runner's heart, you know, and I was like, oh, and that inspired me to like, oh, I want to start running. So I tried and I did a, a 10 uh, kilometer uh, uh, race, uh, which is like a you know, fourth of a, a marathon, which is nothing really. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I tried, but I, I found spoken word to be most helpful because uh, music, I already, I've, I've heard it before. It's, I'm just, and then I've just focused on running and the pain, but spoken word, I start to think about what the, whoever's talking is talking about. And it allows me to really uh, get my mind off the pain. So <laughs> it definitely helps. The, the, the bread and butter for me, and this is not irrelevant to our topic here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. bread and butter for me day in and day out, if I'm going to be running, for more than half an hour, yeah. uh, three times, maybe four times a week, that is time I want to go into hearing the Bible read. So my go-to on my morning jogs is to hear the scripture text read mm. today. I use a little version app, the yeah. Bible app. I've got the Disciple Journal plan is in there. I can queue it up. I can hit play, and it'll read me the four passages that are assigned that to the day. Awesome. And that's a great way to start off is to hear the Bible read. So good. I try to keep a cache of audiobooks. So I've been listening to an audiobook on Martin Luther's life called mm. Brand Luther, in particular about Luther's publishing mm. and kind of how he managed his brand, so to speak, hopefully in a sanctified Interesting. way. Wow. And uh, so having a cache of audiobooks ready is important. Sometimes yeah. I'll listen to sermons. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's the time I'm probably most going to get sermons mm. is, is while I'm running. Yeah. I do have so occasionally I'll run five Ks where that's you know with with other people. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to push myself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I do a five K, I'll have a little playlist of five or six songs because okay. at that point I'm just trying to push myself hard for three point one miles. Right. Yeah. That's, that's and that's maybe three or four times a year, which is very different than like every day. Every day yeah. I want to hear that spoken word uh, that's informing me, mm. being one of the the voices speaking into my life. I want that to be something biblical and constructive and yeah, helpful as good. my default. Yeah. And who, who's your go-to, I guess, uh, uh, preacher right now when you're going for runs? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm always listening to John Piper here and there just because of my job. He'll, right. he'll give a message <laughs> that's on the road. And yeah. he's one of my favorite preachers. Very sure. few oh, yeah. have shaped me anywhere close to the amount mm. that John has. Yeah. And uh, even as much as I've heard him, I've heard him more than any other preacher. Oh, I'm sure. And I, I still get significant spiritual effect and help. Yeah 
from listening to him. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a, a new message. There's nothing fresh. Like to go back and hear one yeah. of the old classics. Yeah. Uh, there is so much fire and depth there. Hey, Dave, another kind of personal uh, question. What, is it, what does it look like to sort of balance pastoring and also working as executive editor at Desiring God sort of on a weekly basis like that? So parachurch and local church. Uh, I think it's kind yes. of interesting. So I am full-time at DesiringGod.org. That is my uh, vocational calling in terms okay. of employment and putting bread on the table and housing right. and feeding my family. Right. And so, uh, and that that is where the majority of my vocational energy, free thoughts, meditation related to work goes okay. throughout the week. That's my first calling in life. Okay. And then I am part of a pastoral team. So let me make a huge plug okay. for plurality <laughs> in leadership. Uh, we founded this church uh, under God two mm. years ago as a plant from Bethlehem Baptist. Okay. And we didn't just have a core team. Uh, we had four elders to start okay. with. So we planted with four pastors. Right. And initially, none of us were, were quote-unquote vocational. Nobody was taking a paycheck mm. from the church at the outside. It was just four of us. Right. And in, in some ways, that was the product of the embarrassment of riches at Bethlehem Baptist after mm. 30 years of investment yeah. from, from John Piper. We had a guy just graduated from seminary who was working full-time at Desiring God named Jonathan Parnell, yeah. who felt the call to be a, a lead planter. He was willing to lead us, be the buck stopper. Mm. Uh, he would eventually transition from his job at Desiring God to do church planting full-time. Wow. And then uh, Joe Rigney, who's a professor at Bethlehem College and Seminary, and if, if Joe Rigney is one of the people I love to listen to as well. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I, he's in my top five list of people to listen to. Is, oh, man. He's my, my dear brother, good friend, Joe Rigney. If anybody's looking for, uh, just uh, do a search on Joe Rigney and, and find something he's done. He's taught and, and listened to it. Awesome. Um, Joe is one of those as well. Michael Steele is another. He's a long time dear brother, almost mm. like a like a like a brother yeah. <laughs> biologically we've known each other for so long now oh, that's so and uh, been through so much together he and i michael and i were elders at bethlehem okay and then joe was a professor jonathan was a recent grad of seminary and so the four of us teamed up as a a founding group of pastors that's so good and so uh, my involvement at the with the church is you know there's occasionally stuff during the day that'll come up but it's often focused on evenings and weekends right and then i am not the buck stopper there. So, right. you know, worst comes to worst, uh, Jonathan's full time. Also one of our, one of our elders, we have, we have seven elder pastors now. Mm. There are four of us initially. And we've brought three more on in the last two years. So there's awesome. a team of seven yeah. and Jonathan and then Nick often camp. He's also full time. So we've got okay. two full time guys that are kind of go to, right. okay. uh, that are kind of a backstop for the rest of us. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for kind of sharing that too. And just sure. plugging in that kind of idea of not just having the one man, team is like you're going together uh which I mean, is, it's, it's so rich i would i would give you more than a dozen reasons that's so good why why the new testament uh only talks in terms of plurality yeah. of leadership in local elders, context yeah it's so yeah. that's so true that's that's right well let's jump into this topic here because we only have you know about 50 minutes or so left so here um <laughs> we we live in a time david where you know there's been an incredible uh, incredible advance of technology in the past, whatever, 50 years, you could say, or whatever, allowing us uh, at the point now where we can have anything and everything at our fingertips. Um, with that in mind, with the idea of all these worldviews, all these different issues of life and faith, everyone can access it at all times. 
what is the importance of Christians today in the 21st century to be well-rounded in their knowledge on those multiple issues of life and faith? What's the importance there? Well, I think the first thing I'd want to say related to that is maybe an instinct in the other direction in terms of there has perhaps never been a more important time Hmm. for us to be people who bore into what God has made clear in the scriptures and to linger over how God is communicating to us about himself, about his son, about the gospel, about his spirit, about us, about our world. Hmm. Because as more and more information has become available, uh, people are accessing much more information, but at a very surface level. There, there's, I mean, there is, there's this constant competition for our, uh, for our awareness, for our consciousness, for our focus. Yeah. And when you're just scrolling quickly through a Facebook timeline or through a Twitter stream, you're picking up lots of little bits of information that are very much at the surface level. Right. But where is the time when you pivot and go deep in something? Right, and exactly. if there's if there's anything you're going to go deep in it would be God's Word. So my, my, my first encouragement before like trying to orient on other mm. sources and try to triage what those or, other sources are is to have that time, right. whatever that, that season is, to build into your life. For me, mm. it's first thing in the morning. That's where I want to go right away. Yeah. I want to go into the Bible, and I want to have space there to do some lingering. You know, If, it, if mm. it's a day where I've only got five to 15 minutes because I'm trying to act in love to help somebody out. Or it's a time when I've got 45 to 60 minutes. I want to be able to slow the pace down, try to block out distractions, come to God's word and be able to, to drink deeply there and move into a time of, of meditation. I mean, I, I could, it's very easy to approach the Bible just like a Facebook right. uh, scrolling or Twitter point, yeah, for sure. And we just fly in through as fast as you can. Let me see if I can read the whole Bible through in less than 60 hours or right. whatever <laughs> it would be. Yeah. That's not the point. Not the right. point. Uh, the point is to to linger there, to have right. what God says shape us and go deep. Mm. And that's that's the anchor. That's the tether okay. from which then to engage all these these other information sources around us. So, okay, David, let's say then ideally you have a, a, a Christian that, that hears that and says, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, he or she starts to get in the practice where they're going to the Word, they're lingering on it, they're really focusing, they're pondering those things, and it becomes to them a habit uh, in, in the mornings and throughout their day to be thinking of those things. So, from that point, the next step now to now begin to sort of tackle some of those other things. You know, you already talked about this idea of, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You know, a lot of young adults and others, not just young adults, they read a few tweets, they read a few Facebook posts, and they kind of feel like they get it on, let's say, a political piece of news that happened or some terrorist attack or whatever it may be. Uh, they feel like they understand it because they've, they've read a few tweets. But what would you sort of consider being uh, almost the, the criteria of what it would be to actually get a good grip on something? What does it mean to dig deeper, like you said? Well, the, I mean, the amazing thing about how God has revealed himself to us uh, in his word, Jesus, in his spoken word, the gospel, in his written word, uh, the scriptures is he has revealed to us enough that would give us foundation for addressing all those issues. So mm. I'm always trying to make connections back to scripture. That's I want so my good. life to be saturated in what God has revealed. That that's the baseline because everything else out there, uh, as as I try to bore in and go underneath the surface in terms of what you can trust on whose authority. Right. Uh, the Bible is the rock. Like it's it's the place to keep coming back to to have that. 
as kind of the, the baseline pillar of, of what is true. And, and, and the big thing is you don't get that in like an initial deposit. Like this is right. true for pastors. This is true for all Christians. That going to seminary for three years doesn't mean that a pastor like got his deposit. And now he <laughs> spends right. he spends the rest of his ministry just kind of unloading everything that was packed into those three years. Mm. It's not at all. Yeah. Uh, those three, those you know, that season of training is meant to make you the kind of person to develop habits that you'd become a lifelong learner. I think you used the mm. term perma-student or something perma like student. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time I heard that term. Uh, the Christian life is a life of lifelong learning. I, I try to make the case for this uh, in a chapter in the Habits of Grace book, oh, chapter good. 6, about being a lifelong learner right. and how that at the heart of Christianity is is teaching. That's what God gave pastors and elders to the church for is is to teach. Right. And God gave us this deposit of himself in the personal work of his son and in his written word. But the role of the teachers is to keep teaching, keep teaching, keep right. finding ways to say the same old thing, but say it fresh, say it new, yeah. make new applications. And so uh, when, when a Christian begins to think that I can get uh, a base set of information, and then now I'm good on that, and I turn somewhere else, and I'm not constantly revising or revisiting or, or filling in the gaps, mm. so to speak, in my knowledge, so you're going to be in trouble. Right. And so uh, that, that's one thing, to keep coming back that you have your initial, your middle circle or your initial right. foundation in the Word of God. There's a fundamental difference right. between what I read in the Bible and what I read everywhere else. <laughs> sure. No, that's right. And, and so to keep coming back to that, and as I you know, uh, access these different sources to work them through that matrix, and those different sources are going to be so different for different people. I would not want to to say like, man, here's the things to do. Here are the here are the kind of sources to go to. I can just talk about uh, what I currently do in this this season sure. of life. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, so uh, the ways I'm going to get the mo- the access, like breaking information or that kind of thing, those are often going to come through a few different, uh, relatively uh, surfacey kind of sources, which are going to be notifications. On my phone, you can get right. them with CNN, yep. USA Today. Uh, have, I think I've got one I've signed up for with the AP. So okay. uh, yep. a nice thing about the smartphone, in terms of uh, where you used to, I used to have to go to sources uh, on a regular basis, and I I kind of di- didn't just get like notifications when stuff happened. The, the smartphone's nice with that. If you pick the right news sources, at least you uh, will get a, an update on something significant right. happen. Yes, yeah. And I, f- I feel much more able to kind of stay up to date mm. in a basic way on just some basic events, right? Of of what's transpiring that might be coming up in conversation. So that maybe the, the the lightest, like least substantive way is little notifications, right? Yeah. Other things might be. I mean, who do you follow on Twitter or Facebook? Um, I use Twitter uh, in more. Uh, kind of a, a newsy type way. So sure. I follow a lot of news yeah. carriers in Twitter. And as I'm strolling a, a Twitter stream, I'll see various news stories. Well, people I'm a little more, about, it's yeah. a little more personal on Facebook just in terms of friends and family, at least yeah. for me. You know, people use it differently. Sure. So I don't mainly try to engage Facebook as a, as a news source. Yeah. And then just in terms of being a pastor and caring about the place where God has has put me, like the, and I, I don't mainly think of myself as this... Uh, this Christian person without roots in a particular place. Mm, yeah, that's uh, good. But I'm, 
I'm I'm Minnesotan. Yeah, there you <laughs> I, go. I, li- I live in Minneapolis, and I, I feel a, a sense of calling to the Twin Cities. And so, mm. my wife and I make a regular pro, pro- uh, regular practice of doing local news. That's, That's one so thing good. we do in the, in the night. One thing that's nice about Central Time Zone. Now, I grew up in the East, <laughs> and uh, local news is at 11 p.m. There you go. In the, in the Central Time Zone, it's at 10 o'clock. I, I like that. I don't think I could stay up to, right, right. to do uh, 11, 11 o'clock news. I, I like the 10 o'clock news. There you go. And we don't see that every single night if we have sure. other stuff, but that's kind of a default. We'd like yeah. to check in just to hear uh, what's going on in our locale. Yeah. Because the people that we're interacting with day to day in the church, our neighbors, yeah. uh, they're living in the same environment. So we exactly. kind of stay up to date on that. Well, I, occasionally I'll dip in on, on national news. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not the best on staying up to date on all the national stuff. Okay, occasionally, yeah. you know, as we're preparing dinner or something like that, we'll turn on uh, the national news in the background just to hear sure. kind of what the reports are today. But I, mean, I, I, I have found out that I, I don't. I want to be careful not to give too much time yeah. uh, to that. Just in terms of uh, letting that set the course of of my day yeah. and of what I think about is true, and like the the panic and pandemonium of each day, and what's the the newest horrible thing that right. people are that the president is saying or tweeting. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. So uh, I, I, I want to be measured in that and try to to stay up to date with with world events. Yeah. No, that's uh, great. That kind of, yeah. And, you know, as you say that, David, um, just to c- go back a little bit, I think what's interesting, yeah. I think what people would like to hear a little bit is, do you mind breaking down some of those things that you talk about in the in, in the in in your book when it comes to lifelong learning, that kind of idea of being a PERMA, PERMA student? I think that would be important for us to hear some of those maybe practical uh, things. I think that would be, that'd be good to finish off this conversation with. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. I've got five suggestions. I could kind of mention those briefly sure. and just and just give you a, a just the most rudimentary thought about them. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first part is establishing you know wh- where the center is, where the foundation is. Right. Uh, what lens do you want to see everything through? Hmm. And uh, I think part of being a Christian and a real Christian is seeing everything, living everything, feeling everything as a Christian. Right. And so I always want to keep Jesus, person, and work in view, as God has revealed in the scriptures, right. uh, Christ can handle it. Yeah. He can handle being connected, seeing everything in life yeah. uh, through him and in light of him. So uh, one of those is to think about your your different sources and seasons. I, 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 I uh, would counsel people, uh, who are you listening to in terms of uh, in your social media stream yeah. uh, on Facebook? Are there some people who, this is be frank, like, uh, they're cultivating in you a kind of cynicism hmm. about the world. There's right. a kind of overt or subtle unbelief that is creeping into your soul because mm. you're hearing their voice every day in your Facebook stream. And yeah. you may just need to hide them from your stream. Right. Or what, what voices are you listening to uh, on Twitter? Are there, are there the John Piper and Tim Keller yeah. Voices that are speaking sure. in truth. Do you have anybody who's tweeting Bible into your Twitter stream? Right. Not that not that it has to be only that by any means. Yeah. Uh, but to monitor the voices that we're hearing, the, what we let in our ears, and the words that come into our souls through our eyes, what we're reading. Yeah. They affect our souls. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, the, the first thought is, you know, are you hearing God's voice in His Word? Right. But then, and are there complementary voices? Are there voices yeah. in your stream uh, that are that are pointing you to God? And, and with that, there's the thought of different seasons of life. That uh, 
I mean, what that looks like in my life today is different than a year ago. It's right. definitely different than five years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I, I, think I was on I was on Facebook five years ago. And even right. then, uh, <laughs> the, I try to be very limited in the in in the Facebook realm in particular. Sure. Um, no. A second thing is creating space and redeeming spare time. So this is big. Um, right. I do want to be attentive. If I'm in line somewhere, uh, I don't want to cut off the opportunity of being able to engage uh, with a stranger in conversation. Oh, I think if, if we yeah. default to our phone too quickly, then you may be cut off those natural interactions yeah. that can be really important. So Definitely. I do try to be aware of that. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to be aware of that. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, there can be opportunities there where you're just – Sitting, doing whatever, buying your time, or, sure. or in a certain situation, and uh, I mean, you can just totally veg out right. on your phone, or <laughs> it can be uh, a, a time of being built up. Like yeah. the, depending on the sources you go to, what you're reading, whether you're engaging your mind with uh, sharpening material or just or just vegging out, like that can make a difference. Yeah, that's uh, good. over time, that's good. You know, what, what to do in those those mindless moments? Yeah. Um, I try to stay open to new media. Right. Uh, the media I'm using now, I wasn't, I wasn't using a few years ago. I don't know what that'll be in the future. Uh, I haven't personally figured out a way that, that Instagram is a, a super helpful thing for me, but I know of others <laughs> right. who uh, really enjoy keeping in touch with friends. Sure. Uh, Desiring God has a, <laughs> an Instagram account yeah. where we post quotes yeah. and then we put in the in the comments, sometimes a pretty long section of text. Yeah, yeah. We're, trying to, we're trying to find ways to build word into something that's even so uh, image-driven that's, that's good. As, uh, as Instagram. Yeah. And another thing, too, is just to embrace this, uh, this identity of a lifelong learner, just mm-hmm. to think yeah. that uh, Christianity, again, it's not about learning just some initial things yeah. and then trying to live out of that initial deposit. Right. But it's about a lifelong effort of learning. I think one of the... One of the things the Holy Spirit does uh, in a soul is He gives us a kind of holy curiosity. Right. I want to know more about this God. I want to know more about His gospel. I want to know more about His Son That's good. and how yeah. life in the local church is and the kind of person I should be so that I can listen well to others and speak into their lives. Yeah. And so, uh, some, just right at, right at that level of conception, to just think of ourselves as the kind of people who don't yet have the kind of uh, knowledge not just in terms of information, but knowledge. Right. Information yep, yep. is just kind of data. Right. Uh, knowledge or wisdom is then knowing what to do, how to use, how to help others right. uh, with that information yeah. and data. And uh, w- one thing that has been so helpful to me is is the modeling John Piper has been for this. He is such an aggressive, relentless, lifelong learner. <laughs> so good. Uh, every yeah. time he comes to a text, every new message, he wants to find something fresh. That's so Have good. something fresh, that yeah. kind of endless curiosity that I think yeah. all Christians should cultivate. Love it. That's so good. Uh, David, I wish we could just keep going because, I mean, you're just giving so, many, so much good things to think about. Um, but, you know, someone who's listening, they might be getting at the end of their run and they probably want to be able to stop soon. But anyways, there you go. Uh, that's the end of our conversation. But David, thank you so much for just for taking a, a, just a few minutes out of your out of your day to really just chat with us a little bit, kind of scratching the surface on what it looks like um, to really be a Christian in the realm of, you know, knowing who God is and being a lifelong learner of knowing who he is and kind of knowing what's going around on around around us and around the church. So once again, thank you so much, David. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Isaac. 
That was David Mathis from Desiring God. Hey, if this is the first time you've tuned into In Doubt, we're a ministry that's purpose is to bring a biblical perspective to the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults go through every day. So every week you'll be surprised with something new and different. Also, if In Doubt is a ministry you'd like to financially give to, that would be awesome. Uh, everything we do is given out for free, which means we rely on funds given by our listeners and those who believe in our mission. So if this interests you, just head to our site and click the donate button at indoubt.ca. Now, if you want to connect with us through of the week, and I hope you do, you can find us on the major social media networks like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can always email us at info at Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we chat with Danny Foster, president of the Canada Institute of Linguistics on Bible Poverty. In Doubt Ministries is the young adult ministry of Back to the Bible Canada, part of the Good News Broadcasting Association of Canada. For more information, head to backtothebible.ca.